BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, episode five, the final, the finito, the last episode of the total package. <laughs> I'm never going to get tired of saying it like that. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. I got my other outsiders OG with me, Mr. Carl Irvin. I have worked on saying your name correctly all night, so we should be good. Yeah, uh, let's hope you can get it correct. I'm going to fuck up, I promise. Real, real, yeah. real soon, too. I will, I will be Kyle momentarily. What did you say, Kyle? I'm, I'm sorry, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a sad day because this is this is a really fun project for us. And unfortunately, we have our final episode tonight. But we got something fun for y'all. We uh, came up with some cool ideas to end the end the show off. But... We need to get through the business of the the actual business of the show first before we get to the fun stuff. So we have uh, we have advertised all throughout the four episodes that we are going to give you our top ten of all WWE, and some of this is shocking. But you ready? Yeah. I'm ready to go, man. All right. We're gonna... I, got the results, I got the results pulled up, and I'm looking at them right now. 
We're going to give our hot takes a lot as we go. And clearly this won't take as long as the other episodes because we've talked about everybody already. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's do it, man. Number 10 of the Total Package series on the entire WWE. Number 10 wrestler is from the NXT brand, Kyle O'Reilly, with an average of 9.05. Yeah, I'm a little shocked. And well, I mean, you know, but it's funny though. He is. If we we would be remiss if we didn't mention that he is tied with Pete Dunne with the same score. But because O'Reilly was given the tie, the nod originally. Yep. Uh, the he'll get it here as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little shocked. Uh, some people that kind of that were in other top tens, obviously that miss Drew McIntyre. Um. Who else? Uh, Edge, Edge. Becky, Becky Lynch, Lynch. Bailey, Bailey. Yeah, I mean, so we're talking about an NXT because they did so well with all of in, in the you know tons of tens, and because it's the superior wrestling brand, I suppose that really helped a lot for this. I think because um, a lot of it still leans more on that side. Um, so yeah, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, a little bit of a shock. Uh, he's not the most shocking one. Like, based on the rankings, you know, there's going to be some guys that are higher. So he's not, but he's, there's a couple of here that you're just like, man, when I think of the top 10, do I really think of these people? But I mean, Kyle's well on his way. Anyway, I disagree, so. I disagree with you. Kyle, there's no, nothing more. Kyle O'Reilly being above Drew McIntyre blows my mind. Blows no, my yeah, mind. yeah, it does. But I think there's one other guy on here that I'm looking at and I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, but it's just because of the, it's just because of the model, you know. Hmm. Well, um, you mentioned that he's tied with Pete Dunne. He's also tied with the number nine person, who you cannot mention Kyle O'Reilly without mentioning him, and that is Adam Cole, Bay Bay, also with the nine point oh five, our number nine wrestler. Yeah, that one's. I mean, Adam Cole should be on this list anyway. Like, if you were just, right. I feel like an opinion. Like, if you were like an opinion and you didn't have any kind of metrics. I, you'd be crazy not to say Adam Cole is one of the top 10 total package guys in the company. I mean, he's yeah, been at the I top of the NXT brand for however long anyway. So, I mean, this is, that's pretty, uh, pretty standard. I think. I think that's fair. Um, at a number, a number eight, we have the newly possibly retired, but the future hall of famer, the leader of the yes movement, our number eight wrestler is Daniel Bryan. With the 9.1. Yeah. And, and Daniel is, um, if, if, if we were doing this while he was in the middle of the yes movement, he'd probably be even freaking higher, uh, just based on how popular that was. But because he's kind of, I mean, he just may have been at a WrestleMania, but because he's kind of slowly, it seems like maybe transitioning in a different direction. I still think this is a good spot. Definitely deserving of being on this list. No doubt. He's definitely one of those people when you when we when you start the list you think yeah he'll be on there. Yeah, for sure. Another person who's probably the the archetype for lists like this. Uh our number 7 wrestler in the total package is Randy Orton with a 9.2. Yeah, and, and Randy like you said, he's the archetype for stuff like this. He really is. Randy is kind of um to me when you talk about like 
perfect wrestlers that I picture Randy Orton. Like that's just, it's what I picture. I feel like he doesn't get, I don't think he's really, he really gets his flowers from a lot of people, partly because he came from the, the era of John Cena was in his era and he's been times where he hasn't been necessarily motivated and he's had some troubles in the company and things like that. But I mean, for my money, Randy Orton is probably like the perfect wrestler. I, I, the only person who has an argument to this day now, um, if you don't want to use Roman, Kazuchika Okada is the perfect wrestler. It's just they've spammed him so much in the past five years that, you know, he feels 40 and he's like 28. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's the only other guy I think that you can put neck and neck with Randy in, t- in totality. Um, number six on our list is another shocking one. But if you follow our NXT list, you are expecting this. And that is the Blackheart, Tommaso Ciampa, with a 9.3. So he was the other one I was talking about where it's like, okay, this guy's over Drew McIntyre. Whoa. You know, you go back and if you really think, you go back and think about it. I would take, if I was just doing this off opinion, I would have Drew over over Ciampa personally. But once again, playing by the rules, playing by the scores and the metrics, to me, you know, it, I mean, I can't argue. The numbers don't lie, as the old show. Shout out to Michael Smith and Jamel Hill. On number, on on just opinion alone, I probably would have put Drew third. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the numbers don't lie. And I'd like to cite to you, Tommaso Ciampa has been the leader of NXT for a long time. If you remember when NXT fought Raw SmackDown at Survivor Series that one year, Ciampa led NXT. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Ciampa stood toe-to-toe and got the big moments against Roman and Seth. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's he's deserving of his spot. But yeah, I mean, it is still, I think, just on the surface level, but without digging, you know, if you say, oh, okay, Drew or Edge or underneath him, I think some people will probably be like, eh? Maybe, 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 but his resume's there. Kyle Riley's had like... Just started wrestling singles matches. Ciampa's been a champ for like three <laughs> years. So Yeah, that's fair. Speaking of champs, maybe the best women's champ ever in NXT, in a WWE history. Number five is Costa Reeves herself, Sasha Banks, <laughs> with the 9.3. Yeah, so Sasha is our, um, our lone woman in the top ten. Um, and she's – the run that she's been on – is makes her more than deserving of being where she's at. I mean, this is, this is really good company. Sasha's probably, if we did a total package series based on women, even without metrics, I I think Sasha would probably be number one in in terms of opinion because of who she is, you know, but she'd she'd be number one running away. Only person that could touch Sasha in terms of a, of a competition like this is Becky if she was if she was active. Right. And remember I said that I would probably think Drew would be third if I would have just think off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. He'd be second behind Sasha in our number one. In there you mind. go. Yeah. Okay. A guy who's got a legit claim to be number one and in that conversation, our number four member of our top ten list, the visionary himself, the Messiah. Seth Rollins. 
with a 9.45. So, yeah, Seth, it's funny. Um, a few, I've had someone reach out to me about the series that we've been doing and sent me a message on Twitter. And he mentioned to me that he was – he loved that I was that I ride so hard for Seth Rollins because Seth <laughs> is one of those guys that over the last few years, it seems like he's been getting a lot of hate. And people want to compare him to, like, Kenny Omega and, and guys like that. And I'm not trying to get into that argument or anything tonight on this. But, like, I think it's – once again, he's another one of those guys. He's very versatile – he can do, he can work with anybody, and he's currently, right now, he's shown not to be a selfish wrestler. Uh, he's been in a lot of programs lately where he's putting people over. And Seth's not exactly old, you know, so it's not like he's in a situation where he has to do that. But I, I think, you know, once again, like you said, someone who could definitely make a claim, and if you're talking, if you ask a run-of-the-mill casual wrestling fan who knows who these guys are, I think Seth would be pretty close to the top. Seth is, we talk about that perfect wrestler Randy Orton is. Seth is probably, for the modern era, taking the closest to that mantle. Um, but he, when you say he's young, remember, Seth was the little brother of the Shield. Roman and Mox are older than Seth. Yeah, and Roman's so like, 35. So There you go. I think Seth just hit 33. So same age as me. Yeah, he's and still then, in his he's in his yeah. prime right now and he's in a position where he's still kind of he's kind of handing the torch a little not handing it over, but he's helping others out, you know, right now where he doesn't necessarily Sure. But he's been on top for most of his singles run that you, yeah. you have to fluctuate. Absolutely. You, know, you can't just stay on top all the time. Even Roman's fluctuated. You have to fluctuate. Speaking of a guy who's in the middle of fluctuating and doing a damn good job at it, we have one-fourth of the superhero collective known as The Wave, the patriarch, the current North American champion in NXT, our number three wrestler in this list, is Johnny Gargano with the 9.5. Cool. Uh, it makes sense. He's been... Cool. We say, yeah, I mean, Johnny Wrestling, right? We talked about it <laughs> on the last episode. So bitter. So bitter. Uh, you, know, you know, I mean, just the list is what it is. There's a lot of NXT talent here, and for someone who doesn't necessarily watch it religiously, um, I'm not like overly like hype about you know a lot of the guys on the list, and it's fine. But he he's deserving. I mean, he definitely deserves his place. Um, we talked about if he would be able to transition on the main roster. We both think that he would. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you know even if he was on one of the other two brands, he would still find a way to make a, an impact and be where he is. So I don't, I don't think that I think I kind of felt a little bit that sometimes being in NXT works to your favor, you know, but in this scenario for someone like Johnny, I don't, I don't think it would hurt him too much if he was in booking purgatory on raw or something like that, you know? Well, our number two entrant in the total package series list Knows a thing or two about not getting lost in the shuffle or getting lost in the shuffle. He's done it on NXT. He's done it on SmackDown. He's done it on Raw. He's done it everywhere in the main event, in the lower card. And he is the greatest wrestler in the history of NXT. Our number two wrestler is Finn Balor with the, also a 9.5. Yeah, this is right. I mean, Finn, like you just mentioned, 
Um, he's he is NXT um, first ever Universal Champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like we talked about in the last episode. He's fought everyone there is to fight and beaten them cleanly. Finn has literally done it everything, done it all. And you could make a case that if our number one guy wasn't doing what he's doing right now, Finn could could be the number one guy. I mean, I think this the guy, obviously, I think everyone knows who the number one guy is, but take away this run, and I'm not necessarily 100% sure that these two aren't flipped. You know, it would still be close, obviously, because these guys have a tie score anyway, but. No, you're right. Now, I think it's interesting to note, I'm disappointed in myself. But I, I I voted and I scored appropriately to my knowledge. But the top three of this list all have the same average score. But it's important to note that I gave Balor and Gargano higher scores than our number one, whereas Carl gave our number one a higher score than our than Balor and Gargano. So whatever way we got there, our number one is the best of the best. The head of the table, the tribal chief. I told you I'm contractually obligated to say this every time I say his name. <laughs> the reigning, defending, undisputed universal heavyweight champion, the big dog, Roman Reigns, 9.5. Yeah, it's a no brainer. I mean, like I just said, I mean, especially given what he's doing right now. And in the real, you can really feel the creative freedom that he's got right now. Yep. Him and Paul yep. Heyman yep. to really collaborate on what they're trying to do. I think that they're also giving him the opportunity with the people that he's working against to be involved in some of this and, and toss ideas. You can just really feel that everything that's going on with him is some kind of collaborative effort. He already had everything anyway. You know, I think a good this this run right now is probably the best thing for him and it at the moment, and it really solidifies what everyone kind of wondered: how good of a singles heel was Roman Reigns going to be when it came time? You know, because for years and years and years, people wanted it. They finally got it. You got it now, and you're seeing it. This is he's the best in the business it's, it's not to me it's not even that i actually am i have him as my overall number one so mm-hmm. i mean i think it's pretty cut and dry on my end at least i mean i do too but again i we, we talked about it on other shows we don't have to get into it and i'm disappointed in myself i've well, been admonished by my tribal chief and well I also i just want to say like i said i to some degree i think being on the nxt brand works to your advantage a little bit because you've got the way the shows are structured and created. And that is your favorite show. Like it's it's built in a way to where you're going to get higher scores. I mean, we've got five guys from NXT on here. uh, If I'm counting that right, Finn Gargano, Champa, Colin O'Reilly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that says a lot about six because Dunn is tied with O'Reilly and, and, and Cole. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you have um, it. Question before we move on. Yeah. Is this run Roman is on? Do you think this is going to go down in a list of all-time great runs like Austin in 97, um, Punk in 2012, what year of year that was, 
Hogan in 84, Macho Man in 86. Like you think these are going you think this will go down in in, in history with those Rock in 2000. I'm sorry, 102,000 Rock in 99. Do you think these will this will go down in history like that? I think that in terms of my own personal entertainment value, this is one of the best runs from a wrestler I've ever seen. Um, but I will say the one thing that hurts it is being in this era of COVID where we're not no getting fans. to see this in front of live fans yeah. every single night. We've got a taste at WrestleMania, but we that, don't have – that is what hurts this overall. Facts, man. And this, the, that I will, I will never forget it as long as I live, and this may be hyperbolic to some of you guys, but I don't care. I will never forget that moment in that main event when he is about to put that he's he's got the steps in front of the table, the announce table, and he's walking up with Brian to put powerbomb him to the table, and he sees he finally recognizes that the crowd is booing him, and he looks up, and he looks perplexed, and then he puts his arms out like, "Give it to me, I don't give a fuck." Yeah, it is. It's so simple, and it's so subtle. But it's, it is it is some of, it it goes to the masterful storytelling that this man and all those involved Paul Heyman Jimmy Uso Jay Uso and the 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 antagonist to his story or protagonist if you think on the other side but Roman's a good guy you know Edge and Brian and Cesaro and these other people it is just masterful storytelling our good friend Clive Ricky and Clive has been on the record of saying they should teach this. In acting classes, and that's hyperbolic, but I agree. It is beautiful storytelling, and yeah, it's, it perfectly encapsulates why he's number one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you talk about you know that WrestleMania moment that you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is, in a way, it's it was probably some sort of liberation for Roman because he's been getting booed. He'd been getting booed anyway, and finally he had an opportunity to react to booze in a different way, like soak it in as opposed to having to go out there and be, I'm Roman Reigns and I'm the baby face. And yes, you're booing me and I'm the big dog and it's my yard, you know, and kind of, kind of sort of teeter on that. Still a good guy tweener thing, you know, but this was finally his moment to soak in all the booze that he actually deserved this time for his he character. Him, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, top 10 of the total package for 2021. 10 is Kyle O'Reilly, 9 is Adam Cole, 8 is Daniel Bryan, 7 is Randy Orton, 6 is Tommaso Ciampa, 5 is Sasha Banks, 4 is Seth Rollins, 3 is John Gargano, 2 is Finn Balor, and number 1 is the head of the table himself, Mr. Roman Reigns. You are listening to thechairshot.com. Sponsored by the Outsiders Edge, this is the Total Package Series. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rocking with us. We have hit the major point of the show. Now let's have some fun. We, uh, the other thing we advertise for this show is that there is one major missing person on this list. And he is a man who has dominated the better part of WWE for, since he came back in, what is it, 2010? 2012, yeah. whatever it is, right, yeah. and that is the beast incarnate himself, Brock Lesnar. So I, I asked Carl, we talked about it, and we said what we would do, to be fair, to the integrity of the tournament, and not tournament, but of this, of this, this project, 
is that it didn't feel right to put him including in these people because he has not wrestled in over a year, almost two going to this point now. Excuse me. But we would still rank him and see where, where he would fall. We have ranked him. We ranked him right before we started recording this final episode. <laughs> and there is one major metric that we massively agree on. So first, let's break down our scores. I gave Brock Lesnar a cumulative 90, which gives him an average of 9. That would put him in our total results at number 12. Interesting. Carl gave him a cumulative 95, which is an average of 9.5, and that would tie him with Roman Finn and John Gargano. And I don't know how we would have broke the tie. Actually, if so, 9.5 and 9, he would have gotten an average of 9.25. Yeah. And so he would have fallen right behind Tommaso Ciampa in front of Randy Orton. He would have been our number seven pick. Interesting that we had differences. Let's talk about why we have differences. I will go first and explain my list, and I want you to go, and we can have this debate that we started to have. Before we got on the call. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I think there were certain things that are, ex- that are understood that he's going to get 10s in. I think, he has, I think it's understood he has a 10 in the look. I think it's, uh, most of us who really care about wrestling and see the truth in it and are biased see that he's a 10 in in-ring ability. He just plays the character. He's, I think I gave, I gave him 10 in specialty skills. The F5 is maybe one of the best finishing moves ever. It's a 15. I gave him... I gave him a right, honestly. I gave him a ten in presence. I gave him a ten in psychology. I gave him a nine in character ability only because he does one thing. And I know he can do more, but he's only shown one thing, and I need him to show more. But I know he can, which is why I gave him that bump. I gave him a seven in mic work because he doesn't talk. I I know I know he can, but we're speaking in the context of a certain amount of time. We're not talking about his entire career. And in, in, that re- in that respect, I probably gave him higher than he deserved. Versatility, I gave him an eight because he just doesn't play, he doesn't play any other role. Again, I know he can, but he, he, he hasn't played a babyface since he left the WWE in 2003. Right? Right. Now, I'm saving media presence for last because that is where we differ. Go ahead and break down why you picked what you picked on yours. And then we'll talk about our media presence differences. That's fine. So, look, I gave him a 10. Same like you did. That's pretty much undeniable. Character ability, 9. Entering ability, 10. People, I mean, this guy is a legitimate wrestler, first of all. So, you know, and he can do it when he wants to. He looks really great against all sizes of opponent. And I think that says a lot about how good he is. Specialty skills, I gave him a 10. Finishing movement, I gave him a 10. I gave him for the a little record, bit. For the yeah, record, we are lock and step at this point, you and I. Yeah. So we okay. we 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 separate here. I gave him a, an eight on mic work, and I understand that it might be a little high, but anytime Brock does do it, it's always entertaining. Yeah. So it, even though it's very little said, whether it's I don't give a shit about your kids or anything along those lines. Or when, what was it he said to Ricochet uh, after uh, 
He knocks out Ricochet and says something to him. I can't even remember now. I'd have to go back and I watch can't, it. I can't remember, but everybody remembers. I don't give a shit about you kids. That's the best one. Yeah. yeah. So I gave him a 10 in presence. I think that's pretty. Uh, I gave him a 9 in versatility. Uh, so that's a little high, higher than you gave him here, too. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I will say that he does only kind of play one role. But he has mixed it up a little, like the Brock Party stuff when he was running around. Yeah, with but that was silly. like two weeks, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you can show it, you know, I wish he did it more, obviously. Hell, I wish he was on TV more. But anyways, uh, psychology, I gave him a nine. I could maybe even go higher. I mean, I could probably go higher there. Um, but, you know, psychology, I don't like, when I think of entering psychology, I always think of like... Um, I know my thing was always like everything has a purpose or your your mind games and Brock is that, but Brock's such a destroyer that it's hard for me to be like, Oh, he's really working the psychology angle. You know what I mean? Like he's just in there to be a killer. So now we can talk about the one that we did. Oh my God. Carl! How much did we differ on this though? Cause how many points? points, just five points on the media presence. We differed with four points, four points. Okay. Okay. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want me to talk about it? You the one that gave the crazy ass grade. Go ahead. So I gave Brock a ten on media presence, and I was back. I was going to give him a nine initially, and then I started thinking a little bit harder. So, yes, I know the argument that Rance wants to use with me, and it's it's fine. So I'm not going to get into a yelly screaming match about this. But here's my deal with Brock. When it, in my the way I envision media presence to some degree. It's not all about social media. So while Brock doesn't tweet, well, Brock must farm. We know that. So he doesn't have time yes. to tweet because Brock must farm. He doesn't have time to Instagram because Brock must farm. But the one thing about Brock Lesnar is he is known. Like people recognize Brock Lesnar in other circles. I mean, Brock was a UFC champion. He's wrestled mm-hmm. in. He was a. Uh, national wrestling champion. champion. Yeah. He's been in multiple wrestling, or he's been in yeah Japan where he was an IWGP champion, right? Uh, he's Vikings. Yeah, exactly. He's played for the Vikings. Brock has been and been. He's been. He's done interviews on ESPN. The guy has uh, had like memorable press conferences when he was in UFC. Brock Lesnar's media presence is. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm being way too generous, okay? But his media presence to me is when he's recognizable to in a degree that a lot of these wrestlers aren't. It's why Brock is a crossover superstar and a lot of these other guys have not been. So now that I've explained myself, mm-hmm. you're welcome to get angry at me, and that's fine. Okay, I am, because that's the crazy-ass score. But the beauty of it is, this is about our interpretation. Now, I want to say that everything you said is right, but you're missing one major point. Okay. Is that you said it yourself in your diatribe that this is an aspect of media presence. You gave him a 10 for one small aspect of what can be an ever encapsulating thing. The idea behind media presence in my mind, my interpretation is how you promote yourself with your fans. That's fair. That's why so much of this, we've given credence to things like Twitter and YouTube and Instagram, because that is how they promote themselves with their fans and promote themselves for the good of the company. 
Brock Lesnar does not, has not, and will not ever promote himself. <laughs> to be fair, so I was, gave, my so argument is that would be he t- doesn't really have to. You know, yeah, but but that's but that that's irrelevant to the whole point of the of the process because it's what he does. Now, right. I, I I I give I understand why you would wouldn't give him a six. I don't give anybody lower than a six. I just I just think anything lower than that is disrespectful. Right. So I can understand why you wouldn't give him a six because, much like with Moxley, Moxley doesn't tweet, but the fact that he does other things that keeps him in the media prominence, I get it. So I can understand an eight. I could. But to give him a 10 means that he's doing the absolute best in that field. Like, imagine if we gave him an eight for F5, his finishing move. Right. You'd be like, no, man, that's the best finishing move in the business. It didn't deserve an eight. It didn't deserve an eight. It deserved a 10, right? Right. So, yes, I understand your argument there. But what I'm, what I'm kind of, I guess what I'm kind of getting at with it is. It shouldn't matter because he's, he's famous. Well, essentially, I mean, you've got like, if, let me ask, uh, this isn't relevant. This is what I'm going to say is not something that happens. This is theoretical, right? Sure, sure. If we would give The Rock a 10 on media presence, right? Yeah, because he tweets all day long. Well, if The Rock never tweeted and didn't get on Instagram. He wouldn't get a 10. You wouldn't give him a 10, even though he's literally the most famous guy in Hollywood? Couldn't give a fuck See, that, so that's kind of what. I think certain things carry so much weight. So that's kind of why I went ahead and said, sure. okay, in this in this instance, Twitter and all that stuff doesn't matter. I understand what you're saying. You're yeah. putting it all together. The total package of media presence, I guess you could it, say. That should be a new that should be the next the next no, series. Oh no, my God. We would no, that'd be terrible. That'd be horrible. <laughs> it is not just the total package of media presence. It's that you can be famous for being famous. Sometimes, like Kim Kardashian is famous just because she's famous. Paris Hilton is famous because she's famous. Right. You can be famous for being famous. There is no rhyme or reason to why people are famous. So that's not a skill. You didn't earn that. You didn't do anything. Now I'm not saying Brock falls in that category. Right. But Brock's fame is simply because he's famous, but he hasn't done anything to continue his fame. He comes, he shows up, he leaves, and you. I guarantee you. Half of you don't even know he got kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's Legit. Funny. So as I'm saying, like, I just, I don't, in the same breath that I can't give somebody, I we, I can't give Kyle O'Reilly a 10 because you can't name his damn finishing move. I can't give Brock a 10 because Brock doesn't do, doesn't take any, he, he has, he doesn't take any pleasure or, or any work. He doesn't do anything in the form of trying to present himself in the media sphere. Right. Brock must farm, basically. Brock must Brock does farm. Hey, and let's see, he definitely farms. And let's by the way, two things I want to say about Brock Lesnar. Uh well actually two things I want to throw out there. One, I'm interested, people who are listening to this, your thoughts on what me and Rance are talking about in terms of yeah. Brock Lesnar. What would yeah. you give him media presence? You know, I, like I'm just curious what other people might have to say where they fall, um, because that is kind of an interesting. Like once again, a lot of this is kind of how we perceive the category mm-hmm. to some degree. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I want to say is, if Brock comes back, and I, I think he'll come back eventually, probably sure. when fans are back. Sure. But when Brock comes back, I need Brock fresh off the farm, beard, four wheeler, 
with a big slab of venison on the back <laughs> strapped Hi, down Peter. <laughs> the rifle or was like i need that brock because he may be that may be the only brock that can take out roman reigns i don't know that anybody else can take out roman reigns why you don't want brock to come out to the tribal chief there's a whole title on raw let him go after that We've been wanting Brock and Bobby for five years. Let him, let him do that. True. And he does need to start the team alone. Yeah. Leave the tribe team alone, bro. We've had enough. I've had enough Brock Roman for a lifetime. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so. And and he the the argument uh Carl thought I was gonna bring up is that he gave Oscar such a horrible grade in media <laughs> presence, even though she tweets and YouTubes and games and Instagrams all and TikToks all the time, but because Carly Boy doesn't see it, it doesn't exist. But Carl doesn't see anything Brock Lesnar does, but he gets a ten of media presence because people know who he is. <laughs> oh boy! All right. So I told you we were gonna do some fun stuff. Um, I think the the interesting thing about this category is twofold. One is where we rank these people. But two, why we ranked them the way we ranked them. The thing that you you guys didn't get a chance to see is our thought process in real time. So what we decided to do, so that this wasn't just a 15-minute show, is we picked a few wrestlers historically at six. It was only it was gonna be five, but you know, we, we all due respect to the greatest of all time, in my opinion, Shawn Michaels. Made it six. We are gonna rank them in real time. Now, before we do this, we cannot, in good faith, rank them by media presence. So we have to replace it with something. What are we going to replace it with? Entrance. We could do that. That that could work. I mean, that's. I mean, that may be the only thing I, that's right off the top of my head. Unless you want to sit here and contemplate no. for five minutes, you know, like maybe we, we should do it that way. We live, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, yeah, that's fine. We'll do that. Entrance. I like it. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, listening and all those in between, we are replacing media presence with entrance for these next six wrestlers. So, I'll let you. We'll do snake. We'll do snake format. You go first, then I'll go, and then I'll go, then you go, and then so on and so forth. Okay. Okay. So I want you to explain why you're giving the score as you're giving the score. Okay. We're starting off with what many people think is the GOAT, definitely the highest money earner of the 90s, and one of the, one of, one of the Mount Rushmore's, shout out to Mags, of wrestling history. Stone Cold Steve Austin, sir. Yeah. So you want me to do the first score? Yeah. Is what you said. Okay. So unfortunately, explain, explain it while you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, for those of you who were hoping when you heard Stone Cold that he might get tens across the board, that's not going to happen immediately mm-hmm. because he's not going to get a ten from me on look. Now I can understand. Really? Uh, yeah, I can understand if you think he deserves a ten. I won't argue against you. However, the thing about Austin, he's he's just a bald dude who wears black trunks and black boots and black knee pads. Like there's the vests are cool. Right, but that wasn't enough for me to kind of say, okay, ten on look. Um, yeah. Now he does look badass, so I'll give you that. Uh, just because he's a country, you know, he looks like a country boy, and you know he's ripped up or whatever. So I'm going to give him a nine, but okay. I'm not going to I'm not going to give him a ten on that. 
sorry, I'm, I've got having a little te- t- typing difficulties there. There we go. Okay. Uh, character ability. This is a ten. I, I I don't. I mean, I my thought process is that Stone Cold is literally might be the greatest character in wrestling history. Uh, I mean, Vince McMahon, the Vince McMahon story helps a lot with it. Maybe Vince McMahon's the greatest character in wrestling history. But yeah, if, I if, think that's if, fair. But Stone Cold, one A one B. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so it's just I think that's pretty self explanatory. In ring ability. So it depends on where you. It depends on what we're talking about here. Stunning Steve Austin. No, this Stone Cold. If this is Stone Cold, he's probably getting. I'm going to give him an eight. Um, because he his skills declined as he got older with the injuries and things like that, and his style changed because he was a brawler towards you know in that mostly during that run he wasn't out there giving you your five star classics as Big E would say you know what I mean catch just catch can yeah yeah uh specialty skills the, the always this is the these will be the ones I think hard on every single time he's kind of always he's a brawler mostly at this point. I don't know. I'll give him a nine there. Um, my thought process is hard on that because while he is a brawler, I wouldn't call him like the brawler. You know what I mean? Like I would, I think okay. of some, like Mick Foley or something like that. Terry Funk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, finishing move. I don't know if I need to explain that or not. Nope. 10. 10. Uh, microphone work. 10. Keep it moving. Uh, uh, presence. 10? Uh, no, because the entrance is going to get a 10. So I'm going to give him a 9 on presence. Um, that one is, it's kind of like, it kind of runs with the look a little bit. Like, he does look like a badass, but I'm not, he's not one of the big, he's not the biggest guy in the world either. So that doesn't necessarily, for me, like with presence sometimes, it kind of like, do you look intimidating, I guess, you know. Uh, versatility... Uh, Stone Cold worked with a lot of people over the years. I would probably give him a 10 here. I felt like he could pretty much have a good program with anybody. Um, psychology. Some of these categories, man, it's just tough on me. <laughs> um, you know, if, if you want to, I, w- I think I would probably give him a 10 in psychology too. Okay. Uh, just, I'm thinking about like matches with guys like Bret Hart, you know, this, the match from WrestleMania 13, and, um, and entrance is a 10 when, when the glass breaks, you know, what's going down. It's the, one of the best themes and one of the coolest entrances. It's one that you, it's a bucket list. See that entrance live kind of thing to say, I saw stone cold. I heard the glass break. Mm-hmm. So there you go. He's not the perfect wrestler. He's not tens everywhere. But I'm a, I haven't looked at my total, but that's he's uh oh ninety five. Okay, there you go. You got the you got the formula already put in the in the spreadsheet. So oh baby, I'm good. Look, you know I do this. I <laughs> does this. You ready? So Carl gave him a nine point five. Very high score. Let's see if I should do the same. I too am with you. I cannot in good faith give him a ten for luck. Um, and that's only because. There is beauty in his plainness, but it is striking when it when you when you compare him to other people. So, sure. Um, now, it, much like Kevin Owens, it works for him, but it's not perfect. Right. I think I'll give his character ability a ten as well. I you, like you like we've agreed, if not the best character ever, simultaneous with the with the best char- character ever, um, and 
I think the best iteration of the character was before he got big, when he first turned to Stone Cold and he was more a serial killer. Right. Going into the Bret Hart feud. That was beauty. I'm also going to give him in-ring ability eight. For the same reasons you said, um, at this stage of the game, he's more brawler and kind of, I don't, he, his, you said the best, his best years are behind him. He can't move like he used to. He can't do the things he used to. I'm going to give him, in specialty skills, I'm going to give him a 10. Okay. I'm going to give him a 10 because he perfected an error. He perfected a, an ability of brawling that to not be a hardcore wrestler, you don't see very often. Most brawlers you think of use weapons. Stone Cold didn't. Stone Cold was the perfect weapon to be perfectly ca- encapsulated by when he was not when he wasn't believing in himself and Vince told him he needed the real Stone Cold back. And Stone Cold was at the bar and he came back when the when the uh, alliance WCW ECW alliance was beating up. They were brawling all over the entire arena and the parking lot with the WWE. Yeah. Pulls up with the truck and proceeds to move from the truck to the back to the parking lot to the backstage area <laughs> to the ring and beats everybody's ass. That's a ten. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You got You have a. You have a little bit. You have a better wrestling memory than me too. So sometimes okay. you you may bring up something that I hadn't thought about, and it, because your your wrestling history knowledge is real deep. So that uh, okay, that's good. I like that. Keep going. Thank you. And again, that's the beauty of us doing this live because, with the benefit of hindsight, we might change our scores. But I want us to do it live on air so people get an idea of where our, our thought process is coming from. Um, finish your move ten. Yeah. Mike work ten. Just no conversation. Presence is a 10. I'm going to give his versatility a 9. Okay? Okay. I'm going to give his versatility. In in fact, I want to give him a 10, actually. I'm trying to think, is there any reason why I shouldn't? His versatility to me, because I think of versatility a little different than you. Versatility isn't just the amount of wrestlers, the um, ability, amount of wrestlers he's faced. And the ability to wrestle great different styles. But I look at it from a character perspective. Can you play heel? Believably. Can you play face? Believably. And he plays both of them. He's the be- he's the biggest face of all time next to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But he's also one of the best heels of all time. And I have a an extra level of love for his post-Mania 17 heel run. But a lot of people don't. I love that run. That might be my favorite run of his. Um, I you know what? I can't find a reason to not do it. I'm gonna give him a 10. Psychology, I'm going to give Stone Cold a fucking a 10. Yeah, that, I, I can't. I can't think of the reason why I can't give him a 10 because he I'm gonna give him a nine. I'm gonna give him a nine. And the reason I'm changing my score. It's because from a character's perspective, from a character perspective, his psychology is on point. It's beautifully it's perfect. From a wrestling standpoint, he didn't have any psychology in the ring. Not at his, at his height. His whole psychology was, I'm going to beat your ass up so I can stun you and be done. <laughs> yeah. There was no rhyme or reason to anything he did other than, I want to beat your ass. That's psychology in itself, but that's not enough to put him up there with the tens with people like Brian or Triple H or people that are beautiful in that aspect. Right. Now, 
this might sound blasphemous to you. I, the, I promise you, because I am an entrance connoisseur, most of the time when I'm riding in my car, what I'm listening to is wrestling music. I am going to judge entrance harder than any other category of these 10. Okay, that's fair. Stone Cold does not get a 10 for me. He gets a 9. I'm going to tell you Okay. Why. He has maybe the most rec- recognizable Pavlovian drop we have. The glass mm, break. For sure. Okay. He has some of the most one of the most iconic picturesque moments with going to the to the each one of the turnbuckles. Mm-hmm. But there's no pomp and circumstance. It's just a dude walking <laughs> out right. and going to the turnbuckles. There's no special lighting. There's no special uh there's there's no special um effects. There's no pyro. And everybody don't need pyro. But there's 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 nothing special to the entrance other than the fact that he's a badass. And so on the on the GP of how badass he is and how badass he makes the entrance, and one of the all-time great themes, whether you're talking the original Jim Johnson or even the disturbed remix, he gets a nine. Yeah. And so that ties both of us. We both gave him a collective ninety-five or nine point five. I want I want to go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I think that's more than fair. Go ahead. Yeah, I do too. I was gonna say about the entrance. It's funny that like I, I like the way you explain why and how you score the entrance. Uh, and my thought process is just a little different. We we kind of talked about um, his. We talked about his look and why we didn't give him a ten. And I think that's in a way that's almost why I gave him a ten on entrance because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's very simple, and sometimes that simple just works in a way that works for me. Right, like. You're going to mm-hmm. get your Bray Wyatts and your Undertakers with to have just the most epic-looking entrances ever. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get someone like Stone Cold where, yeah, there's not the pyro, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's just so simple that it, that it works sometimes. And so I, I like that. I like, the, I like the way you think about it and, and how you judge it. So that's cool. I can tell you this. There is no other wrestler in the history of wrestling that with no, no, with no special entrance I mean, like, not coming from, like, you know, the Shield Boys would get a 10 from me because of where they come from. Right? Sure. But no no special walk, no special lighting, no special pyro, nothing special about it but him. Nobody will ever get any, any get a 10. In fact, the only reason Stone Cold got a 9 is because he's Stone Cold. Anybody else in that, and Kevin Owens would get a 7. Right. That's fair. You know what I'm saying, like, just a regular walk down, no matter how epic it is, you're getting a seven from me. Sure. And Stone Cold gets a nine because of who he is. So let's see if we replicate it with The Rock. The Rock is our next person. I'm going to go first. There is no way in holy hell anybody would ever give The Rock anything less than a 10 on this look. Unless he's Seven Rocky Maivia. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> die, Rocky, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That The, the hair got to go, big dog. <laughs> yeah, the 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 rock and any iteration of the rock you can think of, he's a he's fucking the Greek god. Even when he got the boob job and he was wearing the Adidas sweatsuit, it just mm-hmm. worked for him some kind of way. The rock is a ten. The the rock is a reason Versace shirts are hot. Keep it a buck. <laughs> Character ability. You're it, thinking it's, it's ten off top, huh? Well, it's it's fun for me to kind of watch you struggle because I'm getting to watch you and, and not you don't know what my thoughts are yet. I get to watch. I get to kind of like 
just watch you make a a, a sigh or like, like a, <sighs> I'm going to give him a nine. Let me explain why. Hill Rock, Hollywood Rock may be the greatest character that ever lived, but it was so short lived, right? Yeah. But in totality of the character of the Rock, I am punishing the Rock one point because face. Rocky face the rock has no character. He's just a guy that cracks jokes. There is okay. no there he has no motivations other than he wants the championship. That you there is no character traits. There is nothing about him that you can say, oh, that's who he is. If you had to describe the rock to a non I'm talking about if you're in 1998, if it's 1999. And you have to, and you're talking to a non-wrestling fan, a person that's never watched wrestling a day in their life. Maybe they saw Hogan and, and Ric Flair in the '80s, and you have to explain to them who The Rock is. How would you explain it? 1999. <laughs> if I mean honestly, the only way I can really ever explain The Rock is he's probably when you when you watch if you watch him on television, this is going to be the most charismatic guy on your screen. Is that a character? You know? That's yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, like I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna be like, oh well his motivations are this and like it's it's mostly the rock just wanted to come out there and talk some shit, whoop ass a title, essentially. I mean that was exactly if you can't explain who the character is, then that then then that they don't have a character. You can explain Stone Cold. Stone Cold is very simple. If you're talking babyface Stone Cold, Stone Cold is the everyman who gets screwed off over by his boss. He's the best, but his boss won't let him be the boss. So now he's rebelling against him. Simple. Boom. Out of there. You can't explain The Rock. So he's, he gets punished for that. Also, in-ring ability, I, I give him... I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to give him seven. The Rock was never known for his in-ring acumen. Right. Specialty skills. Again, I'm going to give him maybe... I'm gonna give him an eight. Only I'm gonna give him eight because he's maybe the best showman the business has ever seen. Word to Ric Flair, and that's a skill. That's a skill. But in, in the ring, man, that man didn't. He wasn't known for shit. Still has the shittiest sharpshooter ever. Finish your move. I hate the rock bottom. I'm not, not the rock bottom. The people's elbow. But I'm gonna I'm gonna use my discretion to to pick the rock bottom. Gonna give the rock bottom a nine. Okay. You're, a good urinage is a great move. Rock makes the urinage look great. Mike work 10. Presence 10. Versatility 10. Psychology 10. And because of the lights, because of the electricity, Rock gets a 10 for entrance. The Rock for me gets a 93 with the average of 9.3. All the junior courts, sir, what do you see for the Rock? Okay, so it's crazy. All right, the look is a ten. Uh, the character ability, I agree with you on your points. I, I was thinking at first. I we talked when you first. You're like you were thinking ten off top, and I was. And see now that we're getting to do it live, and we kind of get a chance to bounce each other ideas off each other a little bit. I, I agree with you on the character ability. So I'm gonna give him a nine. Okay. Um, in ring ability. I'm going to be a little more generous than a seven, but not much more. I'm going to give him an eight. Um, Fair enough. You know, he, he was, he was a good, good enough hand. You know, he sure, was, he got better. 
Yeah, it's it is what it is. Uh, specialty skills, kind of like you said, probably the greatest showman ever. But there wasn't one defining skill that The Rock had. You know, mm-hmm. like outside it, it, power or, or high fly, any of that stuff. So I'm gonna give him an eight. Uh, finishing move. So I'm he's not gonna. I, I don't like the people's elbow either. Um, and the rock bottom is cool. And I'm going to punish him for the fact that pick one, bro. Like, <laughs> like you can't have a 10 finishing move if you have more than one finishing move. To like you, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's the stunner. You know, Brock Lesnar, it's the F5. Uh, but the people's, the people's elbow just got so popular because of the showmanship with it that... You know, that kind of worked to his advantage. I'm going to give him a nine. Uh, Mike worked 10. Yeah. I love that we don't have to explain some of these because we know how good they are. Uh, a presence, 10. Versatility, 10. I'm, I agree with you on all these. Psychology, 10. And the entrance, yes, 10. Um, his is another one where it's like, you, you mentioned the lights and electricity, and that is a little bit, that's more pomp and circumstance, but also the music hits. If you smell, everyone knows. Everyone's going crazy, so he's going to get a little bit, a one-point higher score because I was nicer to him on the in-ring ability, and that is literally the only reason. Jim Johnston has perfected, actually, we owe this to Gorgeous George because Gorgeous George is the first mainstream wrestler to use music to to accompany himself to the ring. But we owe so much of this to to Jim Johnston, really, um, that wrestling music became Pavlovian and like so I'm gonna get I'm gonna give away the game but we have seven wrestlers left listed here if we include Brock Brock all five of them the first two seconds of their music you know who they are immediately and Brock Lesnar you get the little stone cold the glass breaking the rock if you smell CM Punk either way if it's the static of of cultural personality or if it's the long squeal of the guitar with the spire burns. Undertaker with the gong. Bret Hart with the guitar, the skew. And, and uh, Shawn Michaels with the do-do-do-do. It's like, it's, that's the beauty of wrestling music, is that, you know, you need to know who that wrestler is within the, two, within the first two seconds of hearing the music. And your reaction needs to come out and that's the mark of not only a great wrestler but great entrance theme and a great entrance and so yeah you're right about that with rock but uh, but go ahead yeah no i was gonna say uh before we move on there is one i want to make one point about the rock that i think is and it, in a way it makes me want to bump up a little bit some of the scores like as i'm thinking you know if i had more time i might consider it um one thing about the rock if you go back to his WrestleMania match with Hogan, um, I that match flipped the that they the crowd flipped mid match in terms of who they were cheering for. Yep, and and I think when I think about wrestling and when I think about how I want to introduce people to wrestling, that match is the match I think of. Because I think that is the one where you get everything. You're not going to get a wrestling clinic, okay? Because it's Hogan and The Rock. 
But what you are going to get is you are going to literally feel what all the what all the hype is about. Like, I mean, you you will feel it. It's undeniable. Even if you don't know the story, like the things, the mannerisms that go on in the ring while that's all going on, it is. I think it's the perfect match to introduce people to wrestling. And I think with Rock, that's the one thing about him. You know, people he gets compared to Austin a lot because they had the three matches. The three Mania matches, they were essentially were at the top at the same time. and But Austin always is the one who gets the, hey, he's the GOAT. You know, The Rock doesn't ever get that. and there. But I always, I think that he encapsulates the pomp and circumstance of wrestling. That's what I think of when I think of, of that, of the carniness to some degree. Yeah. I think of The Rock. And so I think, you know, if I went back and looked at this, I might bump up something like, in-ring ability maybe it's not because he's out there putting out daniel bryan types matches but the fact that he's so good at what he does in the ring mannerisms and all that he can flip a crowd he can be part of the reason a crowd flips on him in at wrestlemania i think that says something about what he's yeah but of. but that but that falls under president's psychology and versatility in-ring sure. ability was initially just how good are you as a wrestler Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of how good is you as a wrestler, best in the world, CM Punk, and and I'm I, this stuff for interpretation. But when I when I put him on this list, I was thinking about his best run when he the 434 champ, day championship run. Thinking of that CM Punk, because there are quite a few iterations. Because if we were doing new Nexus CM Punk, he's getting all sevens. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I may not necessarily be nice, and I get to go first here. So um, on look, I'm going to give him like an uh, God. I'm going to give him. <laughs> go ahead, you live, live, bro. Man, Can't lie. See you live. Punk, I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him a seven on look. Yeah. Characterability, I'm going to give him a ten. That's I feel, I feel like that's pretty fair. He's been good and. You can pretty much just about do anything in terms of character. You talk about the Straight Edge Society. You talked about uh, the Summer of Punk. Uh, yeah, he's he's great character. Entering ability, I'm gonna give him a ten. Uh, I, I people might disagree. I know there's some people who think he's real overrated in the ring, and I disagree. Uh, I always thought that he had puts on entertaining matches. Him and John Cena had one of the greatest matches I've ever watched. So, yeah, specialty skills. Uh, I'm gonna give him probably an eight on that he doesn't necessarily do one thing in the you know that really like stands out or pops uh finishing move the go to sleep mm, i've never was crazy about that unless we're counting the Anna, are we counting what was this, the submission the um Anaconda device yeah i'm gonna give him uh i'm gonna give him an eight on finishing move microphone work i'm gonna give him a 10 uh, presence. I give him. Uh, I'm gonna give him an eight on that. Versatility. I give him a ten. Psychology. I give him a ten. These are. I mean, these are just like I'm thinking. You know, kind of entrance. So I'm. I'm assuming you're probably gonna give him a ten. Um. Can I really give CM Punk a 10 entrance? I'm harsh. I know I'm being harsh on him. My God, I'm shocked. At Cult of personality. 
Cult of Personality is a 10 entrance. Prior to that, I'm not so sure, and I'm trying to decide. Well, the the if you if you're going along with the time period I was going along with, this is called the personality. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to be nice on this and give him a ten for the entrance. I, in my head, maybe it's more like a nine, but the cult of personality by uh, alone, cult, if he was like cult of personality from start to finish, I but yeah, okay, I'll give him a ten. I have I have a I have a dirty secret to admit. I like this fire burns better. Oh, really? Okay, that's fair. Yeah, like I actually listen to that song, the void of wrestling music. Like I really you just, enjoy. You just listen it, listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, and I and, but I like Killswitch Engage as a band. So okay, I am blown away, flabbergasted because I was so nice. Because you were <laughs> yes, you were so such a wonderful person. What was his score? What did I give him? I didn't look at ninety one. I mean, it's still pretty damn good, bro. Like, yeah, Doug, but so keep it a bug with you. One of the real reasons I, I was pushing Punk so hard. Why? So you could have him as the perfect wrestler? I actually thought, before before I really thought into this, I thought he might be the only guy to get all tens. Okay. Because that run is one of the greatest runs ever. Sure. He was perfect. So let's break this down. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to be biased. I'm not going to use my bias from how much I enjoyed that run. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give him a 9 and look. I initially thought I was going to give him a 10, but the fact that he's a skinny fat dude, yes, word Triple H. Short order Hurts. cook at the Waffle House. Yes, but he has one of the most unique looks in wrestling history with all the tattoos, He's uh, he, one of the few wrestlers that does different things with his hair and his facial hair right. to make him look different. And while he wears the same type of gear with the with the trunks and the Chicago stars in the back, he has so many different colors and different styles that I just think that that pops it off. Okay, so that's fair. If he was if he had if he legitimately had a six pack, I'd have gave him a ten, but he doesn't. And that, no no diss. Character ability 10, no question. And ring ability 10, no question. Specialty skills, I'm like you, I'm going to give him a nine. Yeah, I'm going to give him a nine. And that's because when I, think of, when I think of him, while he does not have one specific skill, he is one of the most, at the time, he was one of the most technically proficient wrestlers. It's just much like Stone Cold because he was put in so many different situations to not wrestle technical matches like he used to. You know, uh, I can't give him a 10 in good, in, in good faith. The GTS is one of the best finishing moves ever. And you, ever. Not mm. just of the general Ever. So not do anything for me. It, not, only, it, not only is it great because it looks great, but because legitimately, if you need somebody in the fucking face from falling off your shoulders, they will be knocked out. 10, 10, 10. Mike work 10. Presence, 10. Versatility, 10. Psychology, 10. Entrance, 8. Entrance what? 8? Is that what you said? I'll tell you, like I explained to you, no human being that's ever walked the earth will ever get, uh, will ever get, uh, that, that doesn't have any special, uh, a special entrance way, any, no pyro, no lights, just them and the music 
you won't get higher than Stone Cold. Stone Cold gets a nine. Everybody else eight and below. Fair enough. So he gets a ninety-six. He'd be number one of all of our wrestlers so far, if I was judging. Well, he'd be tied with Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano for you because they had ninety sixes from you also. Oh shit! Damn it! Stop coming with facts, bro. Hey man, I just want to let you know. So far, Johnny Gargano is better than Brock Lesnar, Stone Cold. Okay, are you ready to move on? So sounds right to me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bet bet money though. Bet money, Stone Cold, The Rock, and Brock Lesnar will lose quicker than Johnny Gargano will. <laughs> you damn right they will. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the dead man. The Undertaker is next on our list. You ready? Yeah. All right. Ten in look. That's the most unique look maybe ever. Ten, if, if anybody ever wants to think about giving this man a 10, anything below a 10 in character ability, you a fool. Crazy. You don't know wrestling. That man worked a character for 30, 20 years without even doing interviews. Entering ability. Uh, do we want to put a time a time frame on this Undertaker? Um, I mean, I haven't really been putting a time frame on anybody, but if you okay, want to, you fair. can. I'm going to give in with in that regard. I'm going to bridge the gap. I'm going to give him a nine because you know dead. Uh, Dead Man, not Dead Man, but, um, you know, the Biker Undertaker, Dead Man Inc. Undertaker, really allowed him to show he can work. And then when he came back after Kane killed him for the second time, he allowed himself to show he can work while he was in the Dead Man character. But then for so long, he wouldn't do shit. So I'm going to give him a nine. Specialty skills, that's a ten. And mm-hmm. either if you're talking of his power game or the fact that he's most he's the most athletic big man ever. Finishing move, Tombstone Pile Driver, the perfect finisher. Mic work. Bruh. Can't be honest. Yeah. Six. Woo. No, no, seven. I'm giving him a seven because I'm a big fan of Dead Man Inc. Undertaker, and that boy was spitting promos. <laughs> but that is a that is two years out of when did that man re- debut 1990? <laughs> yeah, rest in peace ain't enough to get a good grade. That's fair. Presence is definitely a ten. Versatility. The this man had in like the early 90s, he was an undead zombie mortician undertaker, and they were cheering him because he was a good guy. That's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's the 10 as I think we'll put with all of these wrestlers I think his psychology is a 10 I'll give him a 10 in psychology and a 10 in entrance greatest entrance of all time correct that gives it you got you got a high score from you buddy that's your best wrestler right there lemon punk neck and neck 96 9.6 um I may rethink that psychology I may give him a nine, but right now I give him a ten. Oh, I tell you, you know what? I'm gonna stay with it, my ten because the psychology it takes to play a character where you can't, where you have to show you're impervious to pain. Like I, I, I bring this up all the time. During the Hell in Cell match with Mankind with Mick Foley, he had a broken foot. Yeah, you don't know because he has to show he's impervious to pain. That's psychology. He deserves ninety six. Carl. Talk to me about Taker. 
I'll talk to you about Taker. Uh, no arguments on look. That's a 10, bro. Uh, character ability. Yes. If anyone wants to argue the character ability, please, please do. Let's talk about it. No, uh, we're not talking about it. You need to be banned from Twitter. Well, me, well that's fair. <laughs> uh, entering ability. I'm with you. I'm, I'm really tempted. If he didn't, if he didn't decline so much, I would give him a 10. Because okay. the things that he can do for his size, like you, we mentioned before, best athletic big man ever. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, I'm going to give him a nine. But, man, if we did narrow this down to a time period, he would be a ten. Uh, specialty skills, I'm with you. Ten on that. Finishing move, come on, man. You can, I mean, of course, I've been punishing people if they have more than one finisher. But he had the last ride. He's used the choke slam. He's used the tombstone. But they're all awesome. Like, he... <laughs> Yeah, keep it a buck. You can get punished for having multiple finishers, but when you, all four of your finishers are four of the best finishers ever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like oh, his, I didn't, like I didn't even consider the triangle choke or whatever. The Hell's yeah. Gate. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the, the dopest looking submissions ever. The and the worst finisher of the four maybe is the greatest big man finisher ever in the choke slam. That's his worst of yeah. the four. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be a little nicer than you on Mike Rick and give him an eight. I'm with you on the Dead Man promos, but I want to talk about something we talked about on the NXT um, on the NXT rankings with Dexter Loomis. Okay. Can't believe I'm dropping oh. Dexter Loomis on this. But I got because you. He spent so much time not having to say much, but you know, like everything he says when he is on the mic has a lot of purpose and meaning. It's his character, or whatever. It's it's not always great. No, I feel you. The only reason why I can't do that in, in good faith with me, because your point is very valid. He talks too much. If he didn't talk at all, or he talked very... If all right. he said was rest in peace or he didn't talk at all, then yes, he's emoting without words. But he's talking, and he's just saying stuff that don't make sense. I've counted tens of souls and <laughs> digging holes. And, what? and I, I think I kind of... And another thing, I think I kind of like the silliness a little bit. Sure. So, you it's know, the, 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 the quite Undertaker is a carny character if there ever was one in a lot of ways. So shout shout out to Mar shout out to uh, Marissa Layman. That is ham. Ham. Yeah, there you go. Ham all day long. And then we're going to rest 10's the rest of the way. 10 on presence, 10 on versatility, 10 on psychology. I mean, I'd give him a 11 on entrance if you'd let me. <laughs> so he's going to get sure. a 97 for me. That's probably right. Undertaker is maybe is the greatest character. I, 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 we've said it three different times. <laughs> we've said Vince. We've said so. Because probably yeah. Undertaker. He may be the, okay if you consider, and we're going to talk about two better in terms of like technical guys, maybe. But if you want to consider what Undertaker did with that gimmick, it's almost and 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 then also kind of revitalizing it when he was the American badass and changing it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Undertaker is probably the greatest wrestler of all time. I, yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, the thirty years doing it, and granted, the last few weren't great, but I, I mean, think about it. He from day one, the Undertaker was. A, like a mythical figure almost from immediately like right out of the gate and i think that says and he did it all the way to the end for the most part i think that's kind of yeah he, yeah i think he is yeah. the total package wrestler and he still didn't get a perfect hundred score so that tells you how hard this is 
Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah. All right. So speaking of the guy, the one, the guy who gave us the initial idea for this, uh, for this topic, Bret Hart. Four out of ten. <laughs> Those of you who've been, who've been listening and who are longtime wrestling fans and know that joke, and then never. Well, this, this when when Brett sees this list, he's gonna say it's the shits for sure. <laughs> so, well, of course, because in Brett's mind, he's a perfect ten. Right, that's that's true. I get to start first, and I'm, I want to I want to be clear when we talk about this. In the beginning, as a young wrestling fan, I didn't care for Bret Hart very much. As I've gotten older and gone back and watched a lot of his stuff, I've I've got a different level of respect for Bret Hart. I do think he's one of the greatest of all time. Um, I would, you'll kill me over this as a personal preference. I would, pref- I prefer him over Shawn Michaels. Um, um, stenographer, strike that from the record, please. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean he is perfect. So look, he does have a unique look. You know, the pink and black and all that stuff. I'm still not willing to say it's a 10. Um, but I'll, I'll give him a 9 and look. Character ability. See, Brett struggles in some things. He's so good in some stuff. Man. Zero. Well, I will say this. He's only had really one decent run as a character. And that was because he hated Shawn Michaels so much in real life. That I think. I think that helped him out so much. It wasn't at the time. a character. It was uh, life rent. <laughs> so I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a seven. Oh. Entering ability, I'm giving him a ten. Yes, uh, of course. Best wrestler ever. Skills, huh? What'd you say? Best technical wrestler ever? Yeah, yes. Which is why he'll also get a ten in specialty skills, because technical submission uh finishing move, the sharpshooter. It's an iconic move and only he does it correctly. Uh, so I'm gonna actually I would actually give his finishing move a ten. Uh, microphone work. Oof. I'm gonna I'm gonna ugh. zero. I hate Bret Hart, y'all. I don't hate Bret Hart. I hate Cody Rhodes. I don't hate Bret Hart. <laughs> I'm gonna give Bret once again. Try not to be disrespectful. I'll give his microphone work run with when him and Sean were feuding. I'll give him a little bump for that. I give him a seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh man. Presence, I give him an eight, and I'm probably being generous. Uh, versatility, I think I would give him a ten on versatility, though. Uh, psychology, I give him a ten for sure. And entrance, eh, I'll probably give his entrance an eight. It's not great, but you, it's recognizable enough. It, like you mentioned earlier, the Pavlovian responses, but I'm not like it's whatever. Like I'm not well, being mean. On entrances for what I, I like most entrances, so that doesn't boy take much can't to get into. The, he can't even get into the nineties club, dog. <laughs> he got an eighty nine, an eight point nine. He can't even get into the nineties club, dog. It's just crazy. I, I feel like we'd get, we should be, we probably get raked over the coals. You know, because well, I, know I don't think you could actually convince me that I that Bret Hart is lesser than Champa or Gargano or any of those boys. You know what I mean? You know what's funny, dog? Keep it a buck with you. Yeah. As much as I don't, as much as I'm not a fan of Bret Hart, of course I have all the utmost respect for him. I don't dislike the guy, but I'm a Sean guy, so by nature, Bret doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Bret's about to get a high score from me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. His lick is a ten. I'm gonna tell you why his lick is a ten. 
The pink and black is perfect. The uh, the sunglasses. He's probably the he's probably got the best pair of sunglasses in wrestling history. <laughs> the original jacket with the the old woman frills on top of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other jacket yeah. and the thing that Natty still wears to this yes. day. And I I can't believe I'm saying this, bro, but he just really exuded cool. He looked cool, yeah. Pretty cool. So and he's an attractive dude. At least he was, you know, back when he was in the middle of it. He gets a 10 for me. Character ability, I'm with you. He's only had one effective character in my mind, and that was Mr. Canada. Now, the fact that he was able to change the game and be a babyface in his country. And a heel in our country is fantastic. <laughs> right. But I, he, he gets a seven. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. If, if it wasn't Shawn Michaels, he, it was. It, and he has one of the few effective double turns of all time. But yeah, he gets a seven. Entering 10, specialty skills 10, sharpshooter 10, Mike Work. Yeah, I give him a seven. He talks, he talks too much to get, to be, to get. The six. Presence. I give him a nine. I give him higher than a, than you. Virtuality ten, psychology ten, and his entrance gets a ten. And let me tell you why. Yeah, please. First and foremost, like I told you, Pavlovian response. Music is great. The lights. There is a light show. All the pink going across the crowd, but. Dog, can you imagine how dope it was to be a kid in the front row when Brett came out to get the glasses? Maybe get the glasses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is one of the coolest things wrestling and the wrestler has ever done because that became a thing. It's so much a thing that in 2K, when you come out as Brett, they, they, they have a shot of him going in the ring, taking his jacket off. He goes back out the ring. This is his actual entrance. And then they show the kid, and he takes the glasses off, puts them on the kid, that gets back in the ring. That's so dope. Okay. That's a 10, dog. I, and and kind of like you said, it started a trend. Started a trend. In a lot of ways, because a lot of people yep. do it now. Ray Mysterio, Sasha Banks, I think, has done it a few times when she's playing a face. Bailey used, a to, face. Bailey used Bailey. to do it, yeah. yeah. So, Brett gets a 93 for me, a 9.3, and that's about where I think I would have put him if I would have guessed. We got one more, and while Undertaker may be the, the the greatest character and the perfect wrestler, and while Stone Cold may be the biggest character, the greatest dude and the, the greatest sports entertainer ever, the, the, the person who understands what sports entertainment is better than anybody else is Shawn Michaels. Debate, debate your moms. Don't don't come at me, cause you you just no. We're about to go through Shawn Michaels. Well, you now, get to go first, so yes. Now again, I don't like to just people who these people who've been doing it for 20, 30 years. I don't like to just give just do a full encapsulation. I try to pick a time period, and for Shawn, I think it's imperative because there are two drastically different Shawns. <laughs> yeah. So we have to come to an agreement before we do this. Are we talking? Are we talking? Which era of Sean are we talking about? 
if it was me choosing an era of Shawn Michaels, I know his. I know everyone's believes his best run as a wrestler was after he left in '98 and came back in 2002. But, but I don't think that is the Shawn Michaels that defines Shawn Michaels. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. No, you're thinking Boyhood Dream Shawn Michaels. Yeah, me too. So 90, 95, 96. Yeah. Uh, all the way up through essentially leaving DX is kind of where it yeah. has to stop. That's what I wanted to do too. I'm with you. That's what I wanted. I want the same thing. So I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So his look, Shawn Michaels posed in Playgirl. That's a 10. Character ability. I got to give him a 10. I'm going to give him a 10 for this. I got to tell you because uh, he was the perfect baby face, whether you look at him as the Rockers or you look at him in the time period we gave. Man, the boyhood dream that he was one of the highest baby faces you could ever have at at that time, especially with the size and being able to garner heat uh, or to, to garner heat for the, for the, bigger heel and he was one of the most despised heels of all time strictly because he was a dick <laughs> so entering ability is a 10 especially skills is a 10 the only other human being that has a better super kick than Shawn michaels is the guy that created it and that's gentleman chris adams god rest the dead sean got sean got a 10 to finish move Sean's mic work. I'm going to give him an eight because you got to give one more than Brett. <laughs> That's really my only reason. That you got to give one more than Brett. <laughs> I'm just, just you know. <laughs> uh, I'm saying, I didn't say I was right. I'm just saying. <laughs> Presence. I gave Brett a nine. I can't give Sean a ten in presence because he didn't have a perfect presence. I'm going to give Sean. I'm going to give him the same grade. I'm giving him a nine. Sean wasn't. Sean always shined, no matter who he was with. When he was with Diesel, even when Diesel became the bigger, not the bigger star, but the more, the hotter star, Sean still shined. Every situation Sean has been in, he's always been able to garner interest in himself. And that's a big part of his presence. Versatility, clearly, he's a 10 for me. Psychology, the man created psychology. He's a 10. And, uh, oh, my gosh, Shawn Michaels is getting a 97 because his entrance is perfect. We can, so, basically, Rance took his favorite wrestler of all time and gave him the highest score okay. of anyone he ranked. You're talking, you're, talking, you're talking like that, and you're right. But bet money if we put Razor Ramon up here, he won't get a 99. No, yeah. that wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, uh, tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead. Uh, I don't, I mean, the scores are fair. Uh, I would agree with you on look. I give him a 10 on look. I give him, so you gave him a 10 on character ability, and I don't think you're wrong. Um, but when you talk about, uh, see, this is one of those, if I gave CM Punk a 10 on character ability and I'm on the fence with Michaels, yeah, it's a 10. But I'm teetering on that, just to be That's just fair. to be clear. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, entering ability is a 10. Come on now. Uh, specialty skills, In at first, I was inclined to give him a 9, but then I thought back. He's the best salesman of all time. Ever. The, the, 
And 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 no diss to Dolph Ziggler, who's pretty good, but he's he's the best salesman. Dolph is a Dolph is a Shawn Michaels clone. Yeah, he is, and he'll even tell you, I when, do it. Dolph been doing Shawn Michaels cosplay for fifteen years. Yeah, for real. So yeah, I give him a ten in specialty skills. Uh, finishing move. He, I'm giving him a ten, not because the super kick, not because he's got the best super kick or whatever. But because he was doing the super kick before it was cool, and also the tuning up of the band, oh, good will always get a pop out of me. And we we need I need more people to understand. Go back and watch, gentlemen, Chris Adams. That man, if if he didn't have the demons in his life, he is one of the most underrated wrestlers of his era, and his super kick was brutal. Go back and watch, gentlemen, Chris Adams. I may do that right now after the show. Uh, so mic work. See, this this is the one that's going to... I'm giving him a seven. Well, um, more than Brett, bro. Come on, man. Uh, here's the thing about Sean on the mic. Not good. Uh, <laughs> just, just, there were times. He's had moments on the mic. But, yeah. you know, I just... I never felt invested when he's on the microphone. It's just like, oh, there's Shawn Michaels. He's going to be an asshole for a couple minutes, like he always is. And it's going to be a little rambly. And his voice is kind of, that voice that he has is kind of, you know, sounds like a smoker kind of. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Oh, Canada. How (laughs) I hate this place. I don't hate Canada. That's that's Shawn Michaels. Uh, Presence. Oh shit! I think I'll give him a nine. I'm not willing to give him a ten on presence. Uh, that's presence is a real can be a hard one to really kind of gauge sometimes. But you know he's still Shawn Michaels. Um, and I feel like sometimes with presence, like how much respect do you garner as a person when you come out or when you are in the ring or whatever? So I would go with a nine. Uh, versatility is a ten. Psychology, yeah, that's a 10. And the entrance is a 10. I'm going to be, I'm going to give him the 10 on the entrance. Because I'm oh, a nice he guy. fell behind Taker. Damn. You hoped. I did. I got, I got it so excited. I'm being fair because Shawn Michaels, a lot of Shawn Michaels' career wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. Um, but I am being fair because he's undeniable. And I do, everyone loves that. 2002 and on run i i mean i prefer 95 to 98 attitude era sean even though that was like when he was at his worst as a person yeah but that's also i think the Shawn michaels that most people so the 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 if you go back and not only if you look at our great our scores and uh we'll, we'll probably post this on twitter maybe but i want you also to think that not only did when you look at the period in which you try to th- think about them or pick them for these particular grades, I want you guys also to realize that the era we picked for each person was the era that everybody thinks of when they think of that person. When you yeah. think of Stone Cold, you think of that 98 run. When you think of The Rock, you think of, uh, you know, him in between 99 and 2000 run. When you think of Punk, you think of that 434-day uh, reign. You think of Taker. So many different takers you can think of, but for the most part, with Sands 
three, four years, it's the same taker for the most part. Bret Hart, you think of that early 90s run going, winning championships at WrestleMania 10 and 11. And Sean, you think of 95, 98. And, you know, they fall into, I think we did a good job encapsulating those eras of those people. And I think we're spot on. Um, the best part of all of this is Shawn Michaels is a 96 and Bret Hart is a 89. Suck it, Bret. <laughs> that rivalry will live on forever. I have a couple of my friends are the same way. One of them loves Bret, the other loves Shawn, and they just, they to this day, 25 years of friendship, those motherfuckers still fight over that shit. You're either a Bret guy or a Shawn guy. You're either a Brady guy or a Manning guy. You're either a Kobe guy or a LeBron guy. Just some people you just or you or especially you a Jordan guy or a LeBron guy. And oh yeah, God. You just sir, you just can't rock with certain people. You know you it, it just is what it is. You know maybe this will That's, help you understand. Either you're a Tatis guy or you're an Acuna guy. How about that? Is that That's better? fair. I know who I am. <laughs> um, yo, I need you to understand the absolute pleasure this has been for us to record this. To do this project. I've loved it. I know Carl's loved it. This is his baby. And I'm going to thank you on air as I've thanked you before for allowing me to be a part of this and growing this like we have over the past damn shit decade now. Um, and we are, the streets is calling, bro. The streets is calling. They want us to open the forbidden door. Yeah. Um, so, f- first of all, I appreciate. I appreciate you uh, shouting me there. Um, this is kind of my thing. This was the this was the one. I think I mentioned it in the opening show when I was trying to like figure out a way to like stand out when I was writing. This was the thing that I kind of came up with. Um, and I'm I'm not the only person to ever do anything like this. I'm sure, but to this detail, uh, and and originally the details weren't as as large as they are now. And I have you to thank for helping me expand it a little bit. Um, so yeah, man, this is, I mean, this is, this is originally my baby, but I do consider it ours. And, um, as far as the forbidden door goes, <sighs> you know, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like if, if y'all want me to come out here and start rating guys that are in the business right now that are big time names, like Kenny Omega or whatever. Oh God, we're not going to have you. Looking at Jack Evans and in Helico matches or Luther and Serpentico. No, it's going to be the major guys. Yes. Anybody who I mean, legitimately we think would possibly make a top 10. I would see what I would like to say is instead of breaking it, like picking a new company, maybe if people have any suggestions of guys, they would want us to, to, to look at and we could create a list of maybe 10 guys and then just kind of go through and score them kind of like what we did here. Okay. So that's that's an option, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to go through and look, and I not. There are a lot of guys that are not in. We just kept this to WWE brand. There are a lot of guys who are not currently there who I am familiar with. Like I can, I could absolutely rate someone like Moxley. That wouldn't be hard to do, or a Chris Jericho. Like you know, those guys, I can, I can do that. Yeah. Um, and there, but there will be some guys because I don't watch a ton of wrestling. You know, as much as I used to, used to for sure. Um, there will be some guys that I will struggle with, and I, but I'm willing to watch some stuff just for you guys because I'm a nice guy like that. So my thought process initially was 
we did five here and we do five in the next time we do the series hopefully towards the end of the year um but we do aw we do impact we do new japan we do the best of the rest and then we do a top 10 like we did of this and but the beauty is like i said i don't expect you or anybody that we do this with and it's this is our thing so you know that's not an invitation people that's this is our thing but i wouldn't expect anybody to go through all 94 people on aw's roster there's a clear <laughs> top 20 25 people maybe 30 if you, 30 including the requisite women that would be eligible for this list you know yeah for uh, sure kenny Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Pac, uh, Phoenix, uh, Pentagon, MJF, um, MJF, um, Wardlow, you know, Jared, like there's a few people, Hangman, that you would put up this. Like, we're not going to put all, like, Alex Reynolds is not going to be on this list, and, and Preston Vance. <laughs> from the dark or ain't gonna be on this list. No diss, because they're really good wrestlers. But you know. You know, you know, you know what it is. And the beauty of the New Japan list and the beauty of these future lists is we've had an idea to go through this. We've gotten some feedback. Like if we do a New Japan list, the what the one thing that I I'm gonna push that we do is take out microphone work because we don't understand what's what they're saying. Replace that with entrance. Right. You know, yeah. There's ways to there's ways to work around it, and I will I will say that guaranteed. If we do any forbidden door rankings, that the number one total package wrestler will be Thunder Rosa, and that's because she just followed me on Twitter the other day. Shout out to Rosa. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the fact that Rosa. For those of you who don't know, Rosa is in a storyline of NWA right now, which is the most. And I don't. I'm, this is not a diss, Rosa, because you're fantastic. But it's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. That Rosa gets one more shot at the at the uh, NWA Women's Championship. And if she loses, she can't wrestle in other places anymore. So her punishment is to stay with the company she signed for. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's the what? And I listen, I, I'm not 100% sure that she doesn't listen to The Edge. Because we have to be nice to her. Because she does follow The Edge. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Shout out to, but look, Thunder Rose is dope. Dude, Thunder yes. Rosa is one of one of the few wrestlers. There's a lot more wrestlers nowadays, but one of the few mainstream wrestlers who truly interacts with fans. Shout out to Rosa. Maybe I'll reach out and try to get her on the show one day. That would be awesome. I would pop for that. Yeah, we. I, I have connections that I can get to her. I believe so. Well, it's time not, to start using it. It's not. It's not uh, what you know. It's who you know. So hurry up. Bruh, no, we talk too much shit to have people on the show. <laughs> You're probably right about that. <laughs> especially tonight especially the, especially the episode of Edge that, that so this is coming out in so two weeks before this the episode of the Edge that, that came out oh boy um yeah maybe I should change the name of it since people watching this like Thunder Rosa <laughs> anyway final thoughts on the project final thoughts on the grades final thoughts on everything sir yeah, uh, final thoughts on the project. Uh, I'll be happy to revisit this sometime down the road, uh, as well as like we talked about, maybe 
going and expanding it a little bit with some other promotions and, and, and wrestlers. Um, I will say the main takeaway I have from this, I, I, not the main takeaway, one of the big takeaways I take from this is I think that if you were, I got less and less harsh as we went along. And I also think that if you work in NXT, it helped you a little bit because of the way NXT is just so beloved. Of course, you know, maybe now it's, it's lost a little steam because some people think it's, getting flat. I disagree with that, but whatever. Um, you know, some guys kind of maybe have struggled, struggle, especially like the raw roster. A lot of the guys didn't make it very far because, um, and a lot of that is not necessarily their fault. So, um, it's really interesting when you start breaking it down by show, you know, how certain things can affect these scores right now. So, It'll be fun to revisit it when things get shuffled and we can maybe, you know, character changes and things like that and and directions. So, Well, the beauty of us doing this on air, which is why I wanted to push for it to be a podcast version this time, was that we can always go back to it. We can always, it's it's in the ethos. Yep. For sure. Real quick, my takeaway is exactly what you said. I'm a little shocked at how well NXT did as a brand. But I think it goes to show maybe the favoritism of the brand, maybe the the freedoms that they're allowed right. from the brand. Um, and more than anything else, you and I talk all the time about how our 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 fandom is based around the character portion of wrestling. But NXT really has shown themselves to be the wrestling show. And that's what helped them so high in this yeah. project. Agreed. My brother, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, man. Uh, you guys, once again, you can find me on Twitter at Outsider Curvin. Uh, please, if you are listening and there's someone you want to talk about, a score you didn't like, if you want to shit on me about Brock's media presence, or if you want to, <laughs> or if there's a specific wrestler you want to see graded, uh, let me know. We'll uh, we could do that. Yeah, man. We're very amenable. We're looking to conversate. We're looking to debate. That's what we do. Um, and trust me, I, I know my biggest flaw as a content creator is I don't promote my stuff enough and we'll do better at that, but, uh, we're proud of this and I hope you guys follow it. Of course, I'm at it's Ray cash as, as a Mysterio C A S H as in dollars. You can find the outsiders edge at outsiders edge CS. Of course, we're at chair shot media network at chair shot media where you Always use your head. Thank you, sir. Right on time. And uh, <laughs> this has been this has been a total package series for my brother Carl, aka Kyle, tonight because I didn't get it wrong. I told you I wouldn't. Fair enough. Um, for Carl, for myself, um, for Thunder Rosa. Hey. Hey. Um, yeah. This has been a pleasure and an honor, and we're glad to have been able to. Get this wonderful piece of content out to you, and unfortunately, next week at this time, Mag steals back his time frame. So, uh, but no, check what he got out because I know what's I know what's cooking, and my boy cooking with grease. So, and check that out. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you when we see you, and of course, every Friday, holla at us on the edge. Every Friday afternoon. Uh, hey man, we out. We're out. Thanks for listening, guys.